So when I started out my journey, you know, my journey of digging into myself and trying to find out what it was my purpose here in life, you know, I was at, I started off at a corporate job. I was working as an accountant. And when I first started that job, that's really what made me ask the question, like, what is it that I'm here to do? Because I knew this work that I was doing was not in alignment with my soul's purpose. And one of the first things that I turned to to start to tap into what my purpose was, was honing and optimizing my body, like starting to biohack and really become more aware of what I was putting in. Because a lot of the times what we put in our bodies is what we get out in terms of creativity, insight, inspiration, passion, and and energy, first and foremost. So today's guest... Um, her name is Callie O'Brien. She's one of the leading matcha experts. So for those who don't know what matcha is, matcha is a green tea, refined and compressed green tea leaf that actually is sort of like this powerful stimulant that without having the crash or without having the jitters that coffee normally gives you. And the reason why this relates to you know my, my journey and how I started to biohack myself was because matcha was something that you know allowed me to tune into more focused and elevated states on a more sustainable way. Drinking lots of coffee, yeah, it's it's good. It gives you an energy buzz, but is it sustainable? Not really for a lot of people. And a lot of people choose not to drink coffee because of that reason, because of the effect it has. And I wanted to bring Callie on because matcha is really, if you haven't heard of it, it's it's really starting to take off. This is a new wave. And as we tap into the powers of matcha, um, you're really going to start to notice big shifts in the way you think and the way you feel. So... Enjoy this episode. There's a lot of good information around why matcha can um, and will be a big replacement to coffee for a lot of people. Uh, and also some new insights on how you can work with plants and start to use them as in ways to support your own inward journey. So without further ado, enjoy this episode, guys. Welcome to the State Shifters Podcast a show dedicated to helping you discover your true potential through connecting the mind, body, and soul. Okay, guys, welcome back to the State Shifters Podcast. I've got Kelly O'Brien with me. And I'm super excited about today's episode because Kelly is one of the world matcha experts and Kelly um, and her business partner have created a company called My Matcha Life. And you know, if anyone who knows my journey knows that I'm passionate about health and wellness and taking care of my body and mind and matcha is really one of the coolest little ways you can start to optimize the way you think and the way you feel. So Kelly, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. I'm excited to dive into this one. How are you? Hey, I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I'm in Canada. <laughs> and uh it's uh 6 6 p.m here and uh yeah no things are good i'm excited to be here jordan thanks for asking me yeah likewise and i'm back home in australia now so it's always great to be chatting to a to a canadian because i just spent two years living in toronto and you know i am excited by what you guys are up to out there and i'm going to give people just a brief overview of your of your bio because when it comes to matcha like there is no one else out there or not too many others out there who who have done as much as you have in this space so for yeah. people who don't know who Callie is, Callie belongs to really a group of early adopters who first explored matcha in North America and its market potential. So today, um, with exceptional matcha knowledge and a personal nature, you're highly regarded as one of the, the leading matcha producers, retailers, and consumers. So since 2006, you've worked with people, 
um, world's top matcha tea masters to Japan. And basically that's where the finest matcha powder is made and still, still yeah. ground to perfection. Um, so you've really managed and worked with some of the experts in this space. So tell us how this came about, like my matcha life and a little bit what you're up to right now. Well, that's a lot. Um, it all started in 2005 ish when I first learned about matcha and um, I had never heard of it before. Neither had most all other North Americans, <laughs> let alone Australians. Mm. And um, uh, I, I ended up, working with a brand, a matcha brand, and I really developed their matcha um, for the next eight years across Canada and the U.S., uh, even in London, you know, we were in the Whole Foods at Piccadilly Circus, and um, so through that, I got to learn from the world's top matcha tea masters, and I got a lot of great experiences. Um, we were talking earlier, and I, I was invited to speak at the Smithsonian Institute uh, in the U.S., a uh, very prestigious institute, and I I did a, uh, I worked with the tea masters and we did a 26 minute video documentary in Japan. We, we took a crew from LA and we went there and, and uh, we had a director and a camera guy and a sound and lighting guy and, and uh, a few of the people. So we did this great documentary. And then um, I wrote the business to business report. And, uh, you know, with all that knowledge, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't not do something on my own. I, I was doing it for somebody else. And sometimes that doesn't really resonate with your, you know, with your being, you know, you, there's, you want to be more, you want to explore more and see what you can do, you know? So I think that's what partly led me to uh, starting my match of life, you know, about four years ago, almost five years ago now. And um, yeah. yeah, it's been a journey. Yeah. I mean, I guess I'll give people a bit of a background on my journey with March and how I discovered it because great. I was, I was in the process of, you know, I was working a corporate job and I was trying to find ways of how to start to, optimize you know how i was thinking at work because my work was draining me and i was tired of turning to, to caffeine like coffee and i know there's caffeine in matcha but coffee you know was something that it gives you these little spikes in energy sometimes and you crash and i was like this good i can't be relying on coffee all the time to give me these little pickups there has to be something more efficient and as i was doing research and listening to podcasts i stumbled across matcha and I heard that matcha was used by the, the Japanese samurai warriors before they go out to war. <laughs> and the minute I read that, I was like, yeah, okay, I've got to give this stuff a go. This must, this must be good. The reason being was it's because it's, it has this really beautiful synergy between, you know, th there's a lot of caffeine in there for a tea. And there's this balance between some of the, the compounds such as L-theanine in there that create this really nice, relaxed focus. You don't get the jitters. You don't get you know the, the the shakes that coffee can sometimes give you it's really this really calming effect on the mind and i started i started playing around with matcha and finding out the different qualities and, and how to know what was a good quality the ceremonial grade and how you can whisk it and create it so yeah. maybe you can help help people understand why they should be looking into matcha why they might want to consider it because you know we all know about coffee but what are some of the benefits of matcha and why should we consider it as maybe something we could replace with coffee or substitute? Yeah. Well, there's so many things. The, uh, you know, when people say, well, what is matcha? So matcha comes from a Japanese word, matsu meaning powdered and cha meaning tea. So it's powdered tea. And because it's powdered among other reasons, uh, it's a concentrate. So you're getting in terms of health benefits, you would get that what you would get in 10 cups of green tea. So people have heard how great green tea is. Mm. And uh, so, you know, so 10 cups, wow, that sounds great. And when you talk about 
all the health studies on green tea, whether it's uh, Alzheimer's or Parkinson's or high blood pressure, high cholesterol, weight management, uh, the list is kind of endless. They're all talking about, you know, the EGCG catechin, but they're also saying you need seven to 10 cups of green tea for that benefit. And so who drinks seven to 10 cups of green tea a day? Nobody, you know, you'd be in the bathroom all the time. <laughs> so, so all you need is one cup of matcha, you know, for that. So matcha will give you a nice sustained lift of energy. It'll give you a calm mental focus. Uh, it's an adaptogen. So it really acts to um, just help us stay calm and, and our bodies stay calm, our minds stay calm. If you're anxiety or stressed in any way, matcha is the perfect thing. If you're, like you said, if you're three in the afternoon and you've got, uh, oh, I don't know, your inbox is full and deadlines are coming up and maybe you have kids and they're texting you or maybe you have aging parents and they're like, phoning you for the fifth time that day uh you just kind of like oh my god i want to go home <laughs> mm. and uh so you have a sip of your matcha right you've experienced this by the sounds of it and you just go ah, okay mm. and you're focused and you're happier it also increases dopamine so we feel a little happier and that's that's that l theming um you know i could talk i could go on for hours so you better interrupt me <laughs> no I, lo- I love it because you know, I geek out on this stuff as well. Uh, I was, uh, I was, I'm, I'm still into like biohacking. How can I start to tweak, you know, the things that I'm putting in my body so that I can, you know, really start to hone the output, whether it be more creative, more focus, more energized, more, mo- like whatever it is I'm trying to get out. Usually it's, it comes from what you put in. So a lot of people that I, I work with and speak to, you know, they, they want to start to cultivate more of a calm, more connected, more centered, grounded energy. And, Sometimes coffee can can do the opposite. Can really start to to turn the dial up a bit too much. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, you know, have you experienced? Like, do you still drink coffee? And if so, like, what what would you say the main differences are between coffee and matcha? Well, I guess it's the wired feeling, really. The the caffeine molecule is very small, and so it gets into our blood system really quickly. Uh, so, when in coffee that's what happens. But in matcha, because matcha has L-theanine, which, uh, you know, makes the body as an adaptogen. So it's calmer to begin with, but also the, nobody knows this. The, um, the caffeine molecule is attracted to the antioxidant molecules that are in the matcha tea and the antioxidant molecules are thicker, denser. So it, it binds to that molecule and then it goes into your system. So that's why you don't get this spike. You get just a gentle, you know, sustained release of energy. Um, and it's largely because it's, it's bound to the uh, catechin molecule and it's denser. Mm. So, so there's that. But we've had people drinking coffee for a long, long time and uh, want to get off of it or at least want to reduce the amount that they're, they're drinking. And we've had people go from coffee one day to matcha the next and never look back. No headaches, no withdrawal, no nausea, no fatigue, no fogginess. Uh, you know, and then you can stop drinking matcha and it's not an issue, right? But you don't really want to have coffee have control over you. I don't know. Did you drink coffee, Jordan? Yeah, I, I will admit I'm, I love coffee. Like we're, us Australians, we're very much coffee snobs. And the last couple yeah. of days, I've actually said to myself, I'm not going to have any coffee. And this morning I woke up, had a matcha and I feel oh. great. Like it's just a lot of the times it's, you know, we, we get dependent on the, on the coffee because we mm-hmm. think we can't get this to pick up any other way. Right. And you have right. a matcha and you sometimes you realize, wow, you know what? I probably feel a little bit better at the moment like with that, that, that more relaxed focus. So yeah. yeah. Do you still sometimes drink coffee or did you cut it out? Well, I had one today, but I mm. normally drink decaf. I really enjoy the taste of coffee. So I just have it black 
and um, I usually just have a decaf Americano okay. uh, just to change it up a little bit. You know, some days, some days are three matcha day for me. It's like, you know, full on, yep. you know, uh, go, go, go kind of stuff and keep your brain in the game for 12 hours. But um, so, yeah, coffee is uh, is good. I think, you know, we should all drink a little bit less. It does make us more anxious, uh, a little more wired. You know, one or two cups a day is great. But then, you know, look in the afternoon to have a matcha instead of a second cup of coffee. Mm. You know, sometimes people want more of a, a hit of energy, though. Like matcha is, it's a bit of a gentle, sustained energy, right? It's not this like, yeah, I'm going. And uh, sometimes you need more of that. So, Correct. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm not going to, not going to be one to say we should cut out coffee because I don't think I could do that. I don't want to do that, but it's more just, yeah, like you said, how can we start to have a day off coffee and let's try some matcha, like mix it up because the body develops dependencies sometimes. And if, so, if you find people who are listening, if you find yourself having to have two, three, four cups of coffee a day, it's probably because the body's built up a tolerance. You need more of the caffeine, right? That's right. You get that spike and then a crash and then you're looking for that energy again. Yeah. Yeah, right. exactly. So, you know, some people love their morning coffee ritual too, right? They, they like all of the things about it. They like the smell and like to do it. And then they come back and it's all ready and they take it to work or whatever the thing is. And, exactly. You know, so you don't, want to, you don't want to get away with that. But, you know, um, so the next time you're looking for something, then I would look for a matcha. And, gotcha. and if you can drink it purely, like how do you drink your matcha? Do you drink so, it pure or latte? Or? Yeah, this morning was in a latte. Um, yeah. But maybe that's something we can we can you can explain a little bit more about the differences between when you have it in a ceremonial grade, meaning you whisk it compared to if you're having it, you know, in a latte or cooking it with something, what are the different ways of preparing and having matcha? Yeah. Well, the traditional way, which uh, started with the Japanese Zen Buddhist monks, it didn't actually start with the Japanese it actually started with the Chinese right. a few hundred, uh, a few hundred years earlier. And at one time they, they mixed it with uh, garlic and salt back in around the seventh century. Anyhow, so the Japanese started it, and it was the Zen Buddhist monks, and they would use it for meditation and to enhance their meditation. Nice. And uh, just the overall, you know, well-being. I don't know. How much time do we have? Oh, um, man, there we, is got, a monk, we got all the time in the world. That's good. There is a, a monk in 1211, and he wrote this book called, um, essentially it said, How to Stay Healthy by Drinking Tea. Mm. And in it, he said that tea, and at this time, this was matcha. They didn't have steep tea and, and um you know, fermented teas or anything at this time. It was just all ground up tea in a powder form. So that's what tea was. So he's saying tea is nature's ultimate medical and mental remedy. And that was the premise of his book. And it was all about tea and it was all about the matcha. And so they knew back then how great tea was for you or how great matcha was for you. Uh, But they didn't know things like uh, terms like L-theanine or antioxidants, but they knew it was great for overall well-being and it really enhanced their their, uh, meditations. So they would whisk it just with a whisk, much like we do now. Uh, it's a handmade whisk and you whisk back and forth and you get it frothy. There's a video on, on our website showing exactly how to make the perfect froth of, of matcha. And when you drink the ceremonial grade uh, just in water, you're getting really all those benefits really purely. There's no milk in there. There's no sweeteners. There's no banana. There's no smoothie bowl going on. Right. It's just, you really get the pure effects of a really nice quality matcha. And the, the ceremonial grades will have a higher amount of L-theanine than the lower grades. So typically, if you're putting your matcha into a latte or blender drink, you're, you're having a lower grade of matcha because gotcha. why pay the premium price and then throw all that stuff into it? Gotcha. Uh, but th- they're good too. Like we have one called Baristas and it's a blend of first harvest and second harvest leaves. 
and their nutritional components are very different. Uh, so it's sort of a bold taste, and we say it's ideal for lattes and blender drinks. And then we, uh, we also have another one, and there's other ones on the market that are culinary grades. And these would be all second harvest or even a third harvest kind of um, leaf. Which when you say harvest, that means it's like it's a different quality leaf. Like it's the like how how does it what is it what is the main difference between those two? Yeah, yeah. Um, so in the, in the first harvest, like with matcha, they shade grow the tea leaves. So they they put the tea leaves under shade cover for about two to four weeks. Right. And what that does is that forces all the chlorophyll and the L-theanine up to the very top outermost leaves. And then for the best matcha, like our ceremonial grade, they'll handpick just those top, freshest, youngest, most vibrant tea leaves. And they're very smooth tasting. So L-theanine in the tea plant makes it taste smooth, right? So the higher the L-theanine, the better the quality, the smoother taste in your matcha will be. And then as the tea leaves stay on the plants, and this happens in like May, early May, as the tea leaves stay on the plant till August in the second harvest, uh, the sun actually changes some of that L-theanine into catechins and into tannins really first. And tannins make things taste bitter. Right. So, so the second harvest is always a more bitter tasting tea leaf. But, you know, what the tea masters do uh, when they're blending our first and, and second harvest tea leaves is they're trying like a vintner with wine, right? You kind of expect the same taste, you know, mm. over and over again, year after year, slightly different variations, but similar, right? Uh, the tea masters do that with tea as well. So they, they blend, they, they taste, they cup, and they, they sort of know how much of this crop and how much of that harvest in this field over there. And the tea leaves that this farmer brought in to create that same taste over and over again. And that same sort of nutritional profile, you know, mm. exists that way. And then, uh, so yeah, so second harvest or a third harvest would be used for a culinary grade, uh, never for a ceremonial grade. And, and they're typically not handpicked. Sometimes they're not, you know, so it's shade grown, handpicked, de-stemmed, de-veined. And a uh, hundred years ago, women used to do this by hand. They would de-stem and de-vein every single tea leaf. Wow. And then it's slowly stone ground in these, uh, between these two big granite stones. One sits on top of the other. And it slowly turns and stone grinds the matcha tea leaf into powder. That's essentially how it's done. And it takes an hour of grinding to produce a good quality matcha tea. Wow. And, uh, yeah, and it's so laborious, right? So you can yeah. imagine, this is why it's one reason why it's a dollar and uh, you know, a dollar a serving for the good quality matcha. Yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah. So do you suggest people start, if someone wants to start trying matcha, how do we then know, you know, do we start with a ceremonial grade to do that? We need the whisk. We need to have it. Do we have, need to have it in a special cup or something? Like what, what's the best I way know. to go about that? It's a bit of a hassle, mm. you know, and it's been, it's been the struggle, I think for matcha, you know, being really adopted across a larger realm of people and, because uh, people love the idea of those benefits, right? Nice sustained energy, uh, yep. you know, your, your brain is on, you're nicely energized, but not wired. You're mentally and emotionally calm. Like who doesn't want that? Mm. <laughs> right. We all kind of want that, but to get it, you got to whisk it, fuss with it and it's clumpy or, or you buy a cheaper matcha cause you didn't really want to buy the most expensive one. And then it doesn't mm. taste good and it doesn't have those benefits. So, you know, I think the easiest thing for people to do is to start with, um, you know, like a mid, mid-level matcha and, and make a latte out of it. Right. You know, somewhere around, you know, uh, an 80-gram tin for about $34 would get you, should get you a, a decent quality matcha. So it, it ends up being about 45 cents a serving because you don't need very much. You just need a small amount. Gotcha. And uh, then you could kind of maybe, you know, 
once you once you like it some people like the taste right away some people don't um but you like the benefits so find a way to do it and you can throw it into your smoothie too uh is is a way that a lot of people you know then you're not tasting it at all right and you said you mentioned the taste like when it's more bitter does that mean it's the better quality or does the taste indicate anything around the quality of the matcha that you've bought for sure yeah, yeah. so remember the the alphenine the alphenine, the tea plant, is higher at the first harvest, which is in spring. And uh, the alphenine makes the tea leaf taste smooth. So those are all hand-picked at the first flush of spring. Or ceremonial qualities are all hand-picked. So that's, that's the best one with most alphenine and the smoother tasting. Gotcha. You know, like our, our mid-grade is kind of a bold taste because it's a mixture of the leaves. But the more bitter, the lower the quality. And, and then you don't know... Um, Matcha that's grown outside of Japan is often, is always uh, ball crushed or heat pulverized into a powder instead of gently, reverently mm. stoned brown. Uh, and we don't, it's never hand picked. And then, uh, uh, yeah, deveined and deep stem, we don't know. Because um, you get more volume, right? If you leave the stems and everything in there. Yeah, but right. it, it, it tastes more bitter because then you don't just have the pure, fresh leaf that's in there bursting with its nutrients, right? So. So you could say as a general rule of thumb, you get what you pay for when it comes to matcha. Usually. Yeah, yeah. usually. Yeah. I've seen some, uh, some people, you know, some brands say it's ceremonial grade and it's, it's lower quality than a culinary grade. Mm. Um, I think they just don't know. And they've just sort of gone with whatever. Oh, let's just call it ceremonial. Who cares? Yeah, exactly. Um, and they just, they just didn't know, you know, I, you know, that's one of my big pet peeves is somebody that misleads people. Mm. you know uh, or misrepresent something I, i'm not okay with that yeah so tell kelly tell me more about what you guys have put together at, over at march life my march life because it's something that you guys are starting to lead the way now in terms of delivering quality but also in terms of convenience or in a way that you've created matcha products around these chews that allow people to yeah. get access to matcha sort of in a convenient you know, manner that I probably we're not used to seeing. So like, what, what exactly have you guys come together and created and where are you sourcing your matcha from? And can we trust your brand? And when we go on there and buy it, we know <laughs> we're going to get. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's see where to start with that. Um, because I've been doing this for so long and I've talked to tens of thousands of people over the years, you know, literally, uh, and listened to what they said. So as I was mentioning earlier, you know, people love the idea of the match and then they get a tin home and they go, right, uh, how am I supposed to make this? And they, mm. they try and it never works out quite right. It doesn't taste good. It's lumpy. They end up eating it. It's not nice. So they have to fuss with it. It's not always convenient. You know, if you're a rock climbing on a mountain, you know, it's like, oh, let me get out my whisk and, uh, you know, it's not going to happen. Or, or if you're in a triathlon or something. Um, just so many people like the idea of matcha and then stop using it. And so what we came out with was a matcha in a chew form, but we also enhanced it a little bit uh, to just give you a little bit more of a kick. Because some days we know <laughs> we need a bit more of a kick than what matcha was giving us, yeah. but we don't want to turn the coffee either. Gotcha. And um, yeah, so we, you know, our matcha comes from Japan. I've, uh, you know, because I've worked with these producers for so long uh, and the farmers, then, you know, I knew where to go. I knew what qualities I was looking for. And uh, so I put a very specific quality into the, into the matcha chew. We call it matcha kick performance chews. And um, so with that quality of matcha, it also 
you know, the caffeine and the L-theanine work synergistically together to enhance the effects of the L-theanine. And then the, the caffeine and the catechins are binding together to give you that slow, sustained release. And then we've added D-ribose in there. D-ribose is a very cool uh, byproduct of metabolism. So we added, you know, some that we had from non-GMO corn, we put that in there. And uh, athletes use this for endurance and for uh, energy recovery. Mm. And, uh, so it, it works at the ATP level, uh, the cellular level for production of ATP. And um, so the, all of it combined is really exciting. And all you have to do is pop it in your mouth. It's, uh, yeah, I, I, lo I love this. It makes it so much more convenient to have access to that. Say, yeah, like you said, if you're on the move. Yeah, it's so simple as that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. So people yeah. are listening, yeah, Callie just got out with one of these chew. It's just a, literally like a little green cube and you just chew it and... Yeah, so we put it's wrapped up in a little, you know, uh, wax paper wrapper, but that's the... I don't know if you can see that. But... Very cool. Yeah, yeah. I, so for people, say, who maybe are, you know, about to go into a meditation or they're about to go into maybe a yoga class... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Is this a is this something you'd recommend that they could use to start to really get themselves into like a calm, peaceful, but alert state of mind? For sure, and and it all depends. Like with the kicks, it all sort of depends on how large a body type they are, or you know how sensitive they are to caffeine. Um, you know, because you could use just half. Uh, okay. But if you're if you're really bagged, <laughs> hmm. it's been a really hard day, or maybe it's first thing in the morning and you're just slow to get going. Uh, you know, you could have one, but but really, all you can use half. You can use one. You know, if you're a large body type, I'd say maybe two. But um, you know, there's 60 milligrams of green tea caffeine in each in each chew, in each kick. Mm. And uh, for most of us, that's that's enough to get going and and feel alert, but not wired. Um, and you're focused and um, yeah, it's not as a, you know, there's no, there's no ritual around it. So there's no matcha moment gotcha. <laughs> like, uh, with, with the kicks. And so you don't want to not have your matcha tea as well, because it's a really lovely thing to whisk up your matcha. If you're going to take the time and make the investment in yourself, right? If you're on a bit of a transition in your journey and wherever you are in your life, um, you know, it really helps with that. If you're going to sit and write in your journal first thing in the morning or something, you know, uh, it's a beautiful thing. Just take a few minutes, make your matcha. It's lovely. It's frothy. You feel rewarded and like you've accomplished something already. And, uh, and then write in your journal and, you know, get your day going. It's, it's awesome. It really is. Like, I identified that for myself. You know, I've, I've, I'm really been on this personal growth journey for a few, a few years now. And throughout that time, I've always been looking for different things that I could use that are going to allow me to feel my best. And when I feel my best, I'm able to give my best to wherever it is I'm working, whatever it is that I'm doing. And I found right. that after playing around with lots of different things in my morning routine, there's a, there's a few key components in a morning routine that result in you feeling like you've set yourself up to, to have a powerful day. And wow. for me, those components were movement, meditation, um, yeah. getting some form of sunlight, um, doing some journaling, doing something creative. I found doing something yeah. creative in the morning created a shift. And one of the other pieces was having a stimulant or a heart opener, whether that be a cacao, whether that be coffee or whether that be okay. a matcha, you right. know, and what do you think it is as like, as a part of something that it does to our brains in the morning to just, we want that extra bit of stimulant just to start to awaken different areas in the brain that, yeah, I mean, we could go without coffee or matcha or, you know, cacao, but these stimulants allow us to just kind of shift into another gear. Like, 
when did you discover that? When did you discover like, yeah, this is something I just really, I love the way this makes me feel. You know, I guess way back when it's been so long now, I guess uh, mm. about 2006. And, you know, when I look back now, what I, what I really remember was I lost weight <laughs> during the first month, you know, which was kind of an added bonus. But, mm. um, you know, I, I did have that calmness that, you know, when the day was getting kind of crazy, I would have it usually at around three, um, sometimes early, sometimes around 10, but usually around three in the afternoon because we get that low, you know, sort yeah. of low blood sugar time and, yep. and we're reaching for a muffin or, you know, something or maybe, you know, well, three o'clock's the time when the body's been awake, usually for around eight hours, and cortisol tends to spike around that time. So you get you get a natural like lull in energy. So it's a part of the circadian rhythm. So yeah, you're right. Usually we turn to a coffee. Recently, I've been turning to either a nap or meditation around that time. But yeah, okay. So yeah. that would be that, so March not is a good time. Not all of us have the luxury yeah. for a nap at three o'clock. That is exactly a good point. Good point. But if you're turning to coffee at three, four p.m. in the afternoon, I know for me personally, I, I do struggle to sleep if I have a coffee too late. So I, I kind of cut out coffee after two p.m., which is why I think March would be an awesome little pickup in the afternoon. Yeah. 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 For sure. And and to get you going first thing in the morning, like sometimes it's I don't know maybe you have to maybe you're somebody who goes out and exercises first thing in the morning and you wake up and going, I'm, I'm not feeling like even getting out of bed, let alone exercising, mm. you know? Um, so I've been using the, the matcha kicks first thing in the morning to just to kind of put my head in a space of, um, yeah, you know, it increases the dopamine level. So I feel a little happier on it, you know, and we had one gal, um, use them recently and she said, Oh, I didn't know I was depressed. <laughs> mm. Just because she felt so much better on it, you know, and, and for me, I can't drink much on an empty stomach. It makes me nauseous. Right. It's like, uh, it's like if I ate uh, my multivitamin on an empty stomach, you know, I, I couldn't do that either. And um, so, but the kicks, because they've got just a little bit of sugar in them, two grams of sugar per chew um, it, and other things, it seems to be enough that I can eat a chew on an empty stomach and, and gotcha. then go for a run or, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. How, yeah. Can I ask? Jordan, how did you, what made you shift? Um, what made you shift from a lifestyle before you said in the last three years, you've done some changes. So what was the catalyst for you? The catalyst for me was when I realized I was working in a corporate tax accountant, corporate tax accountant for Deloitte, one of the bigger consulting firms in the world. And I got into this position coming out of university and I was working at a desk job and I realized how much it was draining me. Like I, I was not used to sitting down all day and I wasn't really enjoying the work. And I was like, I, I knew that I had more to give yet. I just did not have the energy to work on anything outside of my job. So I started to like hone in. Okay. How can I start to feel more energy at work so that I, first of all, enjoy what I'm doing more, but secondly, have more energy to start to pursue the things I was passionate about. So that's where I discovered um, biohacking and just shifting the way I, I went about diet. Bulletproof diet was one of the first shift, major shifts I made shifting from more of a, you know, a high carb diet that I was eating into a high fat, high protein diet. Um, right. and, that, and I started intermittent fasting and that combination resulted in me just experiencing what being in a ketogenic state was where I was burning fat for right. fuel. And then I started to play around with different nootropics. So different, um, brain enhancers like the medicinal mushrooms, such as lion's mane. And right. that's where matcha kind of came into the, into the play. And it, I realized how much of it was impacting me and, and the shift you create, I'm sure you've had it as well. When you start to dial in your own health and wellness and start to play around with what it feels like to eat certain foods or drink certain drinks. And 
experiencing elevated states of energy is really that's where it's at. Like energy is really everything. Energy determines how much we're able to give to the people, to the work we do. Um, so it, it really is a foundational component of, you know, living a, you know, living a, a better life in my opinion. Yeah. So I, got, I think you guys are onto something here because I know a lot of people who, who are starting to steer away from coffee because it just doesn't resonate with them. You know, they, they don't, they don't like the caffeine affects them too much. That, that, that stimulates them too much. So yeah. Matcha for me seems like the perfect alternative for people who still want to experience that, you know, that alertness, the focus, the sharpness, the calmness yeah. without yeah. being too overwhelmed by the caffeine or for whatever health reason, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, and you go up for a coffee these days and it's, you know, I don't know what it is in Australia, but it's probably similar. You know, Starbucks, it's, you know, over $3 at least mm. for a coffee. And, um, you know, for a matcha, if you if you buy a good quality matcha, it's a dollar. You know, if you bring it home, yeah, you know, and right. make it, it's a, it's a dollar. So you're saving <laughs> at least two bucks a day. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. tell me, tell me more about the vision for like where you see this going. Like you've created a matcha company. Like how big do you want to take this? Like, you know, it's picking up slowly in Australia. I must admit, there's parts of Australia who, yeah, I've, people don't know what it is. But I've just come back from Sydney and Melbourne, and obviously, it's more people are aware of it out there. Like. What have you noticed so far in terms of awareness and how far do you want to take this? Yeah, it's interesting. Um, you know, it seems to be in the pockets where it's more urban, uh, where it's more educated, uh, more health oriented um, population. You know, if you look at the States, it's New York, it's San Francisco, it's LA. Those are, those are the big pockets, you know, uh, for matcha in, in Canada, it's Vancouver and Toronto and Victoria. Victoria people are quite savvy and <laughs> in uh, Victoria, Canada, anyhow. Yeah, and, gotcha. uh, So the awareness that there's still millions of people who don't know anything about matcha. And um, so our job really is to, I've been doing this for so long and I'm still passionate about it. You know, I, I didn't know I was going to be a matcha expert, you know, when I was a kid thinking what I was going to be when I grew up, you know. I, uh, I thought I was going to be a professional football player. <laughs> as in uh, you know, round ball? Uh, as in... Uh, no, as in, uh, you know, American football. Oh, American football. Okay. Yeah. We, we used to play, my brother and I used to play with the local boys, you know, the neighborhood kids. Yep. And we used to all play football as a, as a, you know, as a young girl growing up in Regina, Saskatchewan. And, um, so as I got a little bit older though, as I turned about 13 years old, you know, uh, it became obvious as I was fully developed, you know, that, you know, I was too short. There was no way I was going to be able to play, you know, American football. Mm. So, yeah, so now I find myself being a, a matcha expert and I got to, you know, I'm still passionate. So we're, we feel the kicks has got a lot of uh, room to grow uh, because there are no barriers to it. Anybody can take it anywhere, anytime. It delivers what matcha delivers and then some. Uh, so there's a lot more, there's a lot of channels you can go into and we can reach a lot more people. You know, it's just, there is a, you have, you have to fuss with the matcha a little bit. And that was always a barrier for people. They love the idea of it, but they just, didn't want to take the time to, to make it or, or deal with it. So they, they buy it and it sits in their shelf. And I hate that. Mm, yeah. <laughs> like, let's get that into you. If we have more dopamine, if we have more L-theanine, where we're all calmer and happier, uh, we have more energy. So like you said, we can bring ourselves to the game more often and, and at a better state, then our world's going to be a happier and better place. Mm. 
Yeah, totally agree with that. Totally resonate with that as well. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see where, where this goes because yeah, like you said, the convenience part is, is, a, is a big factor in it. And you know, as people start to learn more about matcha and get to try it, it's, it's going to be something that I'm going to see more, it's going to be more widely accessible, which is what yeah. we hope, right? That's what we hope. Yeah. The other thing we haven't talked a lot about is the, um, the EGCG catechin in matcha or the antioxidants that are in there. And they're, they really are. There's so much studies done over the years on, on green tea and the EGCG catechin that, um, you know, it really helps boost the immune system and, um, and fight disease. It, it fights, you know, it neutralizes free radicals. Antioxidants neutralize free radicals and free radicals create disease. Mm. And we get free radicals just naturally in our body from metabolizing foods, but, but we also get it from the air quality. You know, which is some places in the in Australia. Oh my God! You know, it's pretty bad. And mm. um, so air quality, the food we eat, the water we drink, the stress we have, all creates free radicals. And the antioxidants in matcha and the green tea, you know, fight those off. And um, so that's another reason to drink, you know, matcha or the kicks or or even green tea, you know, on a regular basis and change it up. And mm. you know, it's uh, it's important. Yeah, big time. Yeah, I mean. If people want to start to learn more about how they can get access to your product, is it available right now in Australia or are you guys just, just shipping in North America at the moment? Yeah, we, uh, we sell at retailers in North America, Canada and the US. And uh, we, some of the accounts, we've just launched the kicks, um, you know, mid-November. So then uh, there was a US Thanksgiving and we all had Christmas and then we all had New Year's. So it's a, it's a little slower, but we, there's about 40 accounts um, across the U.S. and Hawaii that have our matcha kicks. Uh, but you can get it online. You can get it on Amazon.com and, um, you know, Amazon.au, you know, eventually. Yep, eventually. Uh, but I think we talked about, you know, doing a, a coupon code for some of your listeners. And Yeah, I know a lot of my listeners are still based out in Toronto or North America. Okay. So if they are, if, if you guys are listening and you want to use my code, it's... Uh, 15 shifter and you're going to get a little discount on your order. And I, I can't wait to try this product uh, because yeah. it's going to, yeah, it's really, I, I, like I said, I'm, I'm a matcha user and for people who are listening, who are regular coffee drinkers who don't think they can make a shift away from coffee. I highly invite you and encourage you to try matcha. Give it like the off day coffee one day, matcha the other. And what it actually does when you have a break from coffee, you come back and you enjoy it even more. And when you realize that there is something out there that can still give you that kick and still give you that focus that you feel like you need, then it kind of makes the, the, the off days from coffee so much more enjoyable. So that's how March has served me. And I'm, yeah, I mean, I'm excited for more people to try this. Yeah. Well, you know, there's, there's two unique components to matcha and, and to green tea. One is that L-theanine. You can't really get it anywhere else. And the other is the catechins and especially that EGCG catechin. Like you just don't, you, they come from tea. Mm. You don't get them anywhere else. So, you know, matcha is nature's highest source of both of those things. And then it's all working synergistically just as mother nature intended, right? This is mother nature creating at her most highest best, yeah. right? And all we have to do is, is drink it. And, um, you know, for your, uh, for your Canadian listeners, we could do a 15 shifter on our website so that they can get it in Canada because we just ship uh, amazon.com is just for the right. US. Right. right. Amazing. So Thank you, Kelly. Yeah. I'm curious, like, have you noticed people 
um, who struggle with maybe anxiety or people who struggle with their mind just racing so much because sometimes you know, living in the big cities, like it's so easy to get just swept up and being busy all the time that, you know, coffee sometimes just like exacerbates the problem, right? You have a cup of coffee to get you through the day and a coffee just stimulates the mind even more and you get really <laughs> swept into this, this, yeah. this, yeah. How do you, have you found people getting, you know, benefits from slowing down their mind a little bit just by having matcha instead of coffee because they're LTNA? We've, I've found that they're calmer. They're uh, mm. less anxious, um, you know, relieve some of the stress for sure. Uh, you know, but I think they've got to come at it from their own desire to do that, you know, and um, it's easy just to keep your mind going and, and not really realize that you are. Yeah, exactly. Like you've done, you have to, you know, consciously want to make a bit of a change and you have to consciously want to slow down those thoughts a little bit. Um, and in terms of, you know, anxiety, my, uh, my mom was dealing with my dad who had dementia. And when I phoned her, I could tell whether she had her matcha or not. Uh, just by the tone of her voice, you know, if, if she had not had it and she, she wouldn't be coping very well and her voice would be all tight and short words. And, but when she had it, she'd be like, you know, a little calmer, a little happier, coping better. So it's that coping skill. And L-theanine is just an amazing amino acid. And if you don't know much about it, I, you know, I suggest people go and, and uh, find out more. You can find L-theanine at all the health food stores in tablet form. You can. Uh, for, yeah. yeah, for anxiety and, and depression, right? And stress relief. Uh, so this is where it originates in its whole food form is, is matcha. Mm, there we go. Really? Wow. Yeah, I've been taking L-theanine in tablet form for, for a while now as well. I found it to be okay. super effective. Um, yeah. 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 I mean, it's great. You don't want to drink matcha at night, right? But you might want to have an L-theanine tablet. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 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 No, they're both, they're both great to have. It's like nature's, nature's anxiety cure. Just like just settles you down. You know, it's, it's, it's really powerful. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, matcha is pretty amazing. I mean, you know, I'm still passionate, whatever, 14 years later, and I guess I always will be because it's, uh, it makes a difference in people's lives. And that's, that's very rewarding for us, you know, to know that we create a product that, you know, helps people deal with stress a little bit more. And, and we're also stressed, right? That's it. That's it. Anything so, that can help. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Kelly, I, I just want to thank you so much for, for coming on the, the podcast. I've really, I've personally yeah. taken a lot of, I've learned a lot from this and I'm sure other people who are listening have. So, you know, again, yeah. if people want to connect more with you, it's mymarchalife.com is the website and, and you've got all your information on there as well. Great. Yeah. Thank you so much, Jordan. It was a lot of fun. It's my pleasure. Thanks, Kelly. All right. Take care. Hey, there we have it, guys. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. And yeah, look, if you made it this far, cool. Here's my voice again in your ear. And I'm gonna I make one more request for you is go ahead and subscribe and leave a comment on the podcast page because I'm really putting a lot of focus and attention on getting this podcast out to more people because I know what I'm putting in here can serve and value uh, and bring value to, to people. And it would mean a lot if you got value from this to to leave some feedback and, and subscribe so you stay up to date with what's coming up. Um, and as always, follow me on Instagram. And I love hearing from you. It's at State Shifters. Uh, until the next episode, guys, thank you so much and I appreciate you.